before we move into those items, we're going to do the baby dedications right after I finish here. Um, I have a confession to make to you all. When the Lord saved me when I was 15 years old, radically drew me to himself just in a sovereign way, and my heart was on fire for Jesus, and I was all about him. When I was 17, I felt him calling me into ministry and was trying to follow that path as well, going to Bible college and so forth. I felt like I was all in with the Lord, but for the first 15 years of my Christian life, I will tell you that I basically had a worldly mindset towards children. My thinking about children, I never really thought very deeply in a biblical way, but I thought like a worldling did. And I was in a church culture for a while where they thought the same way, so that when young women talk to each other and ask each other, are you pregnant? They'd go. I thought that was normal. Like, children were viewed as being, get away from me. And I think I imbibed that attitude, and when we started having our family, I still had that attitude, basically, that children were a huge, weighty responsibility. They were mostly a burden, um, joyful, but mostly tilted toward the burden side. What I want to do here, just for a couple of minutes, trust me, it's just a couple of minutes. I know you don't believe that, but it is a couple of minutes. I just want to look at Psalm 127. How many believe that God has the right perspective towards children? Okay. Our culture has a wrong perception of children and a wrong valuation of children. God has the correct valuation. So I want to just read uh, three verses of Psalm 127. If you have your Bible, your phone, you can pull that up. These are not uh, obscure verses. You're familiar with them. But I want to just make a couple of observations here. One thing that I love, love, love about this community, and there's many, many things that I do, is that there is a culture of life here. There's a culture that loves children and loves life, and that is so beautiful because it's not everywhere, and I can tell you it's not everywhere in the church either. Um, so many times when we would go out with a large family to a restaurant, anybody that has a number of children has, has experienced this, you go out, you sit down at your table in the restaurant, and you've got seven kids around you, and people come up and they just roll their eyes as if to say, you're the stupidest thing I have ever seen. So stupid. Um, anybody with a large family can attest that, that you get that over and over again? Yeah. So that's the, that's the idea and culture. But what is God's heart? This is what I want us to I want us to continue to embrace what God's heart is for children. We're going to dedicate babies this morning. This is joyful. We're going to hear about how babies are being saved through options. This is beautiful. And so let's Get God's mindset inside of us, and let's just take this one passage and look at it for just a minute. Verse 3 of Psalm 127, Behold, children are a burden from the Lord. Behold, children are a weight from the Lord. Behold, children are a distraction from the Lord. It says a gift, and many translations will say heritage, which means inheritance. So I've asked this question, and you've heard me ask it before, but this is legitimate. If you were the richest person in the universe, 
which God is because he owns all the gold and silver and all the cattle on a thousand hills. Agreed? If you were the richest person, if you were almighty and you could do anything you wanted, if you were all wise and all compassionate and all loving, what inheritance would you give to your children? God says that he gives children as that inheritance. That's amazing. Children are a gift. They're an inheritance from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. It's not a curse. It's a reward from the Lord. He's blessing us. I'm giving you a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. What are arrows for in the hands of a warrior? They're to fight the enemy. So our children, this is real. Our children are supposed to be like arrows that we shoot into the culture. Arrows of light that pierce the darkness, push back the darkness, speak truth, live truth, demonstrate truth, show the value and the beauty of Jesus. That's what they're for. We shoot them into the culture. We raise them up for the Lord and shoot them into the culture. I find it amazing in Genesis chapter 18 when God is calling Abraham. And he says, I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through you. And this is God's testimony in in Genesis 18. For I have known him and chosen him because he's going to train his children in righteousness and justice and in my ways. Why could God entrust to Abraham the covenant, make him the father of faith, and make a mighty nation out of him? Because God says, I know him. He's going to train his children to follow in my ways. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That's a phenomenal statement. So are the children of one's youth, their arrows. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Come on, how many arrows does a quiver hold? Not if I'm giving the right answer. Come on, you say, I've got a really small quiver, brother. You just don't know how small my quiver is. It's so small. Okay, look, there's no condemnation. I'm not saying everybody should follow in the path that we took or the path that other people are taking. I mean, we, we have friends that have 13 children, and they're viewed as freaks and in a cult. And so that that's just comes with the territory. But here's the question. Do we believe, do we embrace God's perspective of children or not. And I know in this body we largely do, but I want to keep moving us in that direction because this is really important to the Lord. The quiver, we're affecting the generation that we live in through our children. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be ashamed. Here's what I know. Of all the things that I have personally done in my life, I do have some regrets for being a total boneheaded idiot. Anybody can lift your hand, though? But the one thing that I will never regret and have never regretted is having all the children that we have. Never, not one time for one second. Doesn't mean it wasn't hard. 
Doesn't mean there weren't days when we cried. Doesn't mean there wasn't a lot of crying out to the Lord. But there is a treasure. There is an inheritance. There is a reward that God gives through children. He wants us to embrace His heart for them. And so I want us as a body just to keep moving in that direction, embracing children as being a treasure. Can, can I tell you, if you're older, for a younger family that has children, especially if they have a lot of children, your affirmation, your encouragement is huge. It's huge because it's rare. People with a large family hardly ever get affirmation for having such a large family. It's really true. So whenever you can encourage someone that has a little blessing, they're a blessing. They're a reward. They're an inheritance. They're arrows getting ready to strike in the camp of the enemy and catch it on fire. Encourage them. You're doing a good job. It's okay. Hang in there. God's going to help you. He's going to give you grace and wisdom. It's going to be all right. He's going to provide for you. This was a huge fear for me. Like, Lord, how are you going to take care of these kids? I can't even. I'm a total failure at the business that I'm trying to start. How are you going to take care of my kids? He said, it's okay. I pay for what I order. I'm going to take care of you. And I could tell you the miraculous story. Some of you are like, they don't want to hear it anymore. I get it. But it's such a big part of my heart and my life, and I just want to share that, okay? We're going to dedicate five beautiful babies, young people this morning. So I want Dave and Brandon to come up with me, and we'll call them up. We're going to do this dedication, then we're going to turn it over to Marilyn. We're celebrating life here this morning. Hallelujah. I said we're celebrating life here this morning. Hallelujah. We're celebrating the blessing and the inheritance of the Lord here this morning. Praise the Lord. Well, good morning. Good morning. I'm excited. I get to introduce to you uh, Marilyn from Options for Women. Yes, children, first to fifth grade, you can be released if you have not been. Uh, Miss Lee is up here in the front. You can make your way to her. But we are excited to, to celebrate life this morning. I want you to know this is not a political stunt. Life is not a political issue. It's a Bible issue. We're talking about life in the womb is a Bible issue. The Father, he's the giver, he's the taker of life, not you and me. And so this morning we're standing upon the Word of God, and uh, we're, we're grateful to have Marilyn here. As Barry said earlier, she's a friend to the house. Um, part of her story, if you don't know her, um, she's been married 51 years. Wow. Come on. She has three children, two grandbabies, and she's been working at Options for Women uh, since 2016. I wanted just to read a, a short bio um, of, of how her story got started to give some of you context if you don't know her. But it says, four years ago, Marilyn received a call on her phone. What is unique about this is that neither she nor her husband even answered the landline. This time she did. A board member from Options for, for Women was on the other line. He had worked with her in the 2000 election on pro-life issues. He stated that the current executive director was retiring and asked if she would consider sending in her resume. Marilyn responded, and after a couple of meetings with the board, she was hired April 2016 and began July 1st, 2016. Since then, she has watched in amazement the doors that God has opened for options for women. 
the clinic opening in Bartow in 2016, reopening at the Dream Center last November, and opening right next to the only abortion clinic in Polk County. This is truly God's story. And so, Marilyn, we're excited to have you go ahead and make your way up here. Can we give it up for Marilyn? Now, her and her team are sharing at three churches this morning, so she's going to share for a bit, and then we have Andrea, who's one of the advocates at the center. She's going to come on up and share as well, so Marilyn, you ready? Oh, my goodness. It's so wonderful to be back at the Heart of the Father Church. It's so cool at Options for Women. What we say is that church truly has the heart of the Father, and you do. You guys have been so incredibly, uh, such a blessing to us. We know that you pray for us. We hear the encouragement. You all have financially supported us. You were part of us being able to purchase that property on Florida Avenue. You all have been wonderful, and thank you so, so much. You have incredible pastors, elders here. I've known Brandon, I think, the longest, and just the, such a joy, and he's always saying, like, what can we do to help? And that, that just warms my heart so much. Thank you so much, Brandon. And for Pastor Dave and for Pastor Barry, I think he just had a new grandbaby this week, right? So awesome. You all do a great job in our community and, and the love. And honestly, with Options for Women, the core is our churches. As Brandon said, we were just we're blessed to be in three this morning. It's kind of a hop in here and there, but we're so thankful to share that. We're so thankful because we are blessed at Options to be able to share, uh, to be able to save the lives of these babies and be the seed planters and share the gospel. But guess what? We can't do what you are called to do, which is what Jesus said to teach and baptize and disciple and that's what you guys do and that's why we need our churches to come together and help us and work together in unity and we're so glad and there's times i've called or or you've reached out to one of our girls and we're so so grateful for that we really 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 appreciate that so much um as he said it's just been such a joy sometimes i feel like i'm the spectator watching god come through and do these wonderful things because we look back and there's nothing that we could have done ourselves. There's no way that we could have done it. But God has just supplied all of our needs. He's opened doors. We are in four places and we're debt free. We have some baby bottles that I brought today, and I'm hoping that you'll fill them with change and checks and prayers and everything. But let me tell you, whatever goes in that bottle will save a life of a baby. It's not going to be paying a mortgage payment. It's not going to be paying interest payments. It's going to be saving the life of a baby. And what we do at Options for Women is, first and foremost, we're there for our pregnant moms those that are at a loss as far as what to do. Um, Pastor Barry, that was so unique what he said about the way the world thinks of kids nowadays. You just throw them away. 
it's so easy to go into that abortion clinic because they think that it's going to be the thing that's going to take away their problem. And all it does is make the problem bigger. As we all know, it just makes the problem bigger. And so at Options for Women, everything we do is free, always will be, always has been. And it's because of the goodness of the people and church like yourself, churches and individuals and companies and just the whole community that comes together to help us. Because no matter how many advocates and how many nurses we have, no matter how many buildings we have, if it wasn't for your support, we would have nothing. Our doors would be closed. So we are so, so, so thankful. Uh, We do the... um, we mostly dwell on the medical care because we, uh, through some research, found out that the best thing that we can do is focus on that woman, focus on her, her medical situation. They don't want to come in and see Bibles and babies and all that. What we need to do is let them come into this medical clinic and build that confidence with this girl that they are in a place that they can trust They can feel at peace. In this world, can you imagine if you didn't have Jesus, how you would feel right now in this world? That's how they are. They don't, the ones that don't know Jesus, they're so confused. They're full of anxiety and so many things. But they can come in. And once these girls listen and they hear that we're listening actually to them, and they can feel that peace, sometimes they even said that. They feel calm in there, and they don't know yet what that calmness is. But it's so neat when they finally breathe that sigh of relief, and they relax. And then they're ready to hear that we not only care about them physically, mentally, and emotionally, but spiritually. And that's when we can share the gospel with them. That's when we can tell them there's churches in our community that want to to be a part of your life. We want to connect you. Would you like that? And so many times they jump on that. But remember, these girls are in a different situation, so we have to be patient and help them over and over again, as you guys have done with the young lady here, and we're so thankful for that. Uh, God has been so good. We have, um, besides the pregnancy tests, the ultrasounds, we do STD testing, uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea. Unfortunately, that's two of the highest um, we're, we're one of the highest in the nation as far as, as chlamydia and gonorrhea. I don't know the answer to that, but I know that we do the free testing. We're the only clinic that you can come to and get free testing. And because of that, the health department is giving out the, uh, the treatment free and has connected with us. This has allowed us, isn't that great? It is just awesome. And because of that, it's allowed us to get into the colleges and be able to share um, abstinence and truth with these college kids. Isn't that great? (laughs) We're also doing HIV and syphilis testing. And the syphilis testing is so important to our women because a woman that has tested positive for syphilis needs to get a treatment immediately so that it will avoid her complications with her baby and with herself. 
And so um, it's gone up 90% in the last two years. And when the health department found out we'd be willing to do that free, they were so, so grateful. I could just go on and on. I mean, God has just blessed us so much. Just the, the story of going into Bartow, the story of this community coming together and financially supporting to buy that property right next door to the abortion clinic. And then your church, as well as a few individuals in another church, not only did we get that place, um, we were able to have that mobile unit donated to us. And you all gave some money so we could have a brand new ultrasound at that place. These babies can see the, these mommies can see the baby clear and hear that heartbeat. And it is strong at five and six weeks, let me tell you. We are so grateful to you guys. If you'll just take a bottle after, after uh, we, uh, you're done and take it home and, like I said, fill it with prayer and Bibles, prayer and <laughs> coins and checks and everything that you want, anything you want to, to share with us, that would be great. But I have a very special surprise for you because you get to hear from me sometimes when I'm kind of the overall, but we have the heart of our clinic are the nurses and our advocates. And so, Andrea, if you would come up here, Andrea is a special lady. She is an advocate. She helps with the phones as a receptionist, but most of all, she is in the community sharing about sexual integrity. And so I want you to hear, I'm going to run off to another church, but I am so thankful that you invited me here today, and you're going to love hearing from Andrea. Thank you. Good morning, church. God bless you. You can tell a lot about a church by its worship. I enjoyed it so much. It was biblical. We sang the word of God, and that's such a blessing. And I was imagining that day, because you guys did sing about, we sang about um, Revelation a lot. And I was imagining that day when all people from all nations, every tongue, every nation, we will worship in a perfect place with no more sin. How many of you hate your own sin? We will worship forever and sing holy, holy, holy. I was imagining that. We lived a little part of that today. What a blessing. Thank you so much. And my name's Andrea Rosario. I've been married for 17 years. I have three arrows. <laughs> we are praying for more. And I'm so happy that you guys shared about all the lies that we hear about kids. My husband and I, um, when we had our second one, we believed the lies because we had a surprise baby and we were going through a lot financially. So um, they gave us for free a vasectomy and we took it. But praise God, we reversed it recently. And it was, um, the doctor says it was amazing what he found. He, he's giving us a lot of hope. So I'm praying for twins. Um, <laughs> My mom, is, my mom was an identical twin. I get to see her through my aunt. Um, she passed away when she was 38. She had many abortions. And when she had the last one, um, she had very weird symptoms. After that, they told her she had cancer. And she um, lived for a year and nine months after that. 
So um, I don't like abortion at all. Um, I was raised in Spain. You probably hear the accent. I was raised in Spain in a very um, pro-choice and atheist home. So God thought that I was the perfect person to work at Options for Women. <laughs> I never, never agreed with my family. I was always the black sheep because I am the Lord's sheep. I didn't know it back then. But um, I always hated abortion because of science. I read a lot. I love books. And I suddenly, this new book came into my house, and it was on embryology. So now I had something to prove what I felt was wrong. From the, mo from the moment of conception, there's life. DNA is formed at that moment. But how many of us know that we have an enemy? And he is defeated. He can only use lies, and that's what he does. And he's been lying to everybody. And they believe that it's not a baby until the baby's born, or it's not a baby until you can hear the heart. That's not true. It's a full baby, the moment of conception. The entire DNA is formed. God formed that life. The color of the eyes, the color of the hair, if it's a boy or a girl, even personality, everything is there at that moment. So from a scientific point of view, how can you tell me that's not a baby? Those are lies. And that's why Options for Women exist. I'm one of the advocates. Um, I'm actually right next to the abortion clinic. Um, it is such a privilege to be there. When they asked us who wanted to be there, I was jumping. I wanted to be there. Um, and I want to share one of the visits that we recently have had. Um, so we get a lot of women walking into the wrong place because we're right next to the abortion clinic. Yes, praise God for that. And very recently that happened. Um, the Lord gives wisdom, so we created a packet because when they are going through that moment, they, you really get a little bit of their attention. So you have to really engage. So we created a packet that helps us to share information with her and to let her know that we care about her. I always say, you can keep your money. I only care about your health. Um, and they hear you. When they hear stuff like that, then they're paying attention. So we created a packet to help her see what we do. We're very honest from the first moment she calls, if they call for an appointment, or if they walk into the wrong place. We're very honest and we let her know, okay, I checked my appointment book, you're not in the book, what is your appointment for? And it's funny because they use politically correct words like the pill or a termination. And I make sure that they hear the right word. And I say, well, we're not the abortion clinic. You are in the wrong place, or maybe not. And I share the information with them. And this particular lady, she came in with her boyfriend and a beautiful six-month-old baby. And um, she was paying attention. 
and she stayed for an appointment. She was very determined to have an abortion because she believed the lies. She already has like four or five kids. Um, they have that one baby in common and it's too much, she said. I already scheduled my um, surgery to fix my belly and all that and I'm just listening. We listen to them. We listen to everything they share. She's sharing and I asked her, well, have you had an ultrasound? And she said, no, I haven't. And I said, okay. She says, but I have an appointment next door. And I said, okay, but hear me out. If you want to leave after that, we don't have a fence here. You're free to go. So she stayed for the appointment. And little by little, she starts sharing. And we share facts. We're all about truth. And one thing about truth, and you guys know all about that because we hold the Bible, right? One thing about truth is that you only have to unleash it and, do, and let it do its thing. That's all you do. We're not, we're not the Holy Spirit. We don't make people do things. We just share the truth. And I share the truth with her. We talked about um, abortion and what to expect if you have an abortion and stuff like that, development. Then we went to the ultrasound and Guess what? She is carrying twins. So she, I saw it right away because I'm learning a lot about ultrasounds. So I look at it. We had a lady training and I looked at her. She's a nurse and I go like this and she goes like this and I'm like, okay, Lord, give me wisdom. And I don't know why, but a lot of women that are very determined to have an abortion, if they find out they have multiples, they start thinking about it a little bit more. I don't know why, but I love that God does that. So she saw the twins and she's like, what, wait, no. And she was devastated at first. So I come next to her. Um, her boyfriend was not on board with the abortion. He's waiting in the uh, waiting area. He's thinking she's having an abortion. Um, long story short, she decided to parent. Praise God. Yes. All we did was share truth and show her the truth. She saw those two babies. They are beautiful. They were active. We could see the heart um, for both of them. She then shared that she was a twin herself. And I said, then why are you surprised? We started laughing. I told her that I wanted twins. My mom was a twin sister. And we connect with them. She cried, she laughed, and she decided to parent. She came back for a second um, appointment because she didn't want her boyfriend in there. Even though I tried because he was my friend at that moment, he didn't want um, that abortion. She said, no, I don't want him in here. And I said, okay, it's your choice. And at the end, when she decides to parent, she wants to surprise him. And suddenly I think, hey, Let's make a folder for him, and I'll give you, I don't know if you guys have seen the baby bags. I opened one and added another baby so she could share that with him, and a folder with both of the babies in a picture. And she said, I'm going to share that with him tonight. And I said, so you're leaving out of here, and he's thinking you had an abortion? And she says, yes. And I said, okay, let me know how it goes. <laughs> they came back, um, and... I asked him how he felt, and he says, I'm so happy and so grateful for you guys. And what she said to us was amazing. She said, 
I'm so happy that I came into the wrong place because I had an appointment to kill my babies. And I know that the abortion clinic would not have shared the truth that I'm carrying twins because they want my money. She, sh she said that herself. That's what we do. We share truth. So that's just an example of what the Lord is doing in our clinic. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Yes. God is so good. God is so good. And that happens every day. Every day. Every day we're there. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of the ladies choose to have an abortion. And that hurts. I remember one, there's one baby in particular that is not with the Lord. And I really picture myself, because we get to hold the babies when they're born. They come and visit. We have a, a gift for them. And I really, really picture myself holding that baby. And I imagine it was a boy. I'm just a dreamer, you know? And I found out when I called that patient for a follow-up call that she had gone through the abortion. And my heart was broken. I had to take a minute and go to the throne of grace. And that's one thing that you guys do. You pray for us. And I know that in that moment, even though I was broken, I was being lifted up by you guys. Every time we save a baby, every time that our heart is broken, every time that we do anything, you're there with us because you're praying for us. And you give of your finances and you give of your time. So I want you to know that when we saved those twins, you were in there too. Thank you so much for what you guys do. And I also teach our sexuality class. Um, another funny thing, I was raised in a home where I was taught everything you can think of about sex, but the right way. So the Lord thought I was the perfect person to teach about sexuality. So thank God that he left us his word, right? We were singing about idols, and I want you to know that there's an idol, and it's sexuality and sex. And what if I told you that it's not supposed to be an idol? It's supposed to be a tool of worship to God. When we are married, our sexuality is supposed to worship God. And I know it's a really hard concept to grasp sometimes, because sadly, because of all the sin that's attached to it, we see sex as something dirty. We see sex as something that we don't want to talk about in the church. I'm sorry if I'm saying a bad word if I say sex. But it's not an ugly thing. It's a beautiful thing, and God made it. God created sex. It's a gift. It's a wedding gift. And we're supposed to worship God with our sexuality, whether we are married or single. And I want to share something with the single people before I step down. I know that many times in many churches, a lot of our single members feel like there's something wrong with them if they don't get married. That's another lie. And if we have participated in that, in behalf of the entire church, I ask you for forgiveness because that's not true. Just the same way that a married couple worships God with their sexuality, with their relationship, 
by showing the world a reflection of the relationship of Christ and the church. You single people can do the same, and I'll tell you how. There's this really good book from Jackie Perry. It's called Gay Girl, Good God. I recommend it. It's so good. And I remember something she shared about singleness, and I want to share that with you. And I hope that if you're single and you've been thinking, I need a spouse, there's something wrong with me, I hope that you can grasp this truth for you today. There's nothing wrong with you. Just like we married people worship God, you can worship God now that you're single. Because we are a reflection of the relationship of Christ and the church, but you are a reflection of that time that is coming where we will be like the angels and we will not get married because Jesus is enough in heaven and on earth. You single people have the power and the calling to show a world that is fascinated with sex, that think that you have to have sex, that we're like animals and we will explode if we don't have sex. You have the power and the calling to tell the world that Jesus is enough. So if you're single, I want you to feel blessed. Whether you stay single or one day the Lord has a spouse for you, don't wait for marriage to worship God. We teach sexuality the right way at Options for Women. We use science and we use the word of God. And I always say this to my kids and to every kid that I, I te teach at church. Never be afraid of science, true science. Never be afraid of facts because you will come to find out that the Bible always had it right. Let them challenge it. Let them come to you with anything. The Bible is always right. It is a living word. It is the word of God. When we open it, the Lord is speaking to us. And that's how we teach sexuality. We love what we do. I never imagined myself an atheist girl teaching about sexuality the right way. It is such an honor. It's amazing. We have seen lives change through the class. There was um, my very first class. Um, it was a group of like 13 ladies. I am shaking because I've never done this before. I just prayed. Uh, Marilyn said that the Lord told her that I was the one. I prayed about it. I went and got the material. I read everything. And I said, Lord, this is huge. But so are you. And here's little me. I sometimes, and some of the bilingual people can testify, sometimes you wake up and it's hard to speak English. It is. Like, it's not there. Like, it hasn't clicked yet. But the Lord called me to teach sexuality, such a big, big concept in English. And I'm there, 13 ladies, and I'm thinking, oh, what did I get myself into? I do that all the time, and I love it. Um, and to make it short, there was this particular lady that used to sit in the back, and her head was down all the time. We're talking about choosing what's right for you and how your brain is connected with your sexuality and how your brain can trick you to the wrong relationships. Um, and she's listening, but her head is down. And one day we had a space for them to share about them. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, please have somebody shared. And she was the one raising her hand, and she shared 
something very simple, but it really, really impacted my heart. She said, I, I'm going to share. I have been a prostitute all my life. I recently left the lifestyle, and I have children um, because of one of the relationships that I had. And I don't know what sex looks like, the way you're explaining it, but I'm listening. And I said, okay. By the end of the class, this lady moved forward and forward next to me. She sat next to me. She allowed me to touch her arm. We became friends. And the last day of class, she said something to me. She said, I didn't want to have a husband. I didn't want to know anything else about sex. I was done with it. I just wanted to raise my kids and live for them. But now because of your class, I have this new desire of having a godly husband. And I said, well, praise God. And she said, but you always teach us that we have to be honest with our spouse. And she said to me, who is going to love me? And I said, I know you're a baby Christian, but I, you probably read about a lady called um, Gomer. Um, is it Gomer? Rahab. Yes, Rahab. And I said, have you, have you read about Rahab? And her eyes just opened. She did. And I said, who was she? What did she do? And she started to smile. And I said, now, do you know who came from her line? And then Jesus. And I said, let me tell you who's going to love you just the way you are. The men that God has for you. So that's what we do with our sexuality class. Thank you so much for having us here today. We do have a table set up. If you guys want to grab some information, some babies, um, we have the baby bottles. And thank you so much for praying for us. Thank you. God bless you guys.